Be silent, child. Yeah. Just be like in front of the prince. Silence. Silence. No. No, I have yeah. spoken. Yeah. I have spoken. I have spoken. I have spoken the proclamation. This is the way. <laughs> Alright, All right, cool. Ready? Let's do it. Yeah. This is the Fantasy Football Tank Podcast with Mark Denton, Pablo Martinez, and here's your host, Alfredo Brown. Oh yeah, and welcome. Woo. Episode 8, week 13, the Fantasy Football Tank. I'm your host, Alfredo Brown, sitting alongside Pablo Martinez, yo, Mark yo, yo. Daniel Denton, the dude, the DFS dude. What's up, fellas? How was your Thanksgiving? Amazing. Fantastic. Was it amazing? Yes. Yes. It was, uh, it was great. I ate and I slept and... And how was Julio Jones for you on your team? Uh. Yeah. Yes, man, yeah. you brought that up way too oh, early. Yes. I wasn't even. Let's just get it right. Rip it off like a band aid, oh Pops. God, man, I had Julio, uh, yeah, in a few leagues, and I didn't, I didn't know. This is that a broken man. Oh, man. I wish you guys Pablo, could see his face right so now. So, for those of you who don't know, Pablo was far too busy with family. When you should know, football becomes you know comes before family. Yeah, it does, and uh. it, it, it's written that way. And, uh, yeah, he left Julio Jones in his lineup without realizing that Julio Jones had been taken out. And I find out. I'm like, oh, man, what game's on again? Oh, let me flip over to it. Oh, this game looks good. Oh, the Falcons are playing. Oh, where's Julio? Oh. Rookie move, my dude. Rookie move. But you know what he did better than Bill – or not Bill Maher. Brett Maher. Brett Brett. Brett Maher, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he got me a nice negative one. It was great. Happy Thanksgiving. He got under par. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's a great golfer probably. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, this week, we are going to be picking, once again, our Shredders of the Week, giving you our split decisions, guys to start, guys to sit. We have Pablo's Proclamations. The Prince will give you his fantasy football advice for the rest of the season. Denson will give you his dope DFS plays for this week and help you earn some money. And then lastly, we will be asking the tank. We'll be reading your questions, giving you guys the answers. But first, let's throw it back to Thanksgiving. Throwback to Thursday. Throwback to Thanksgiving. Boys, we had three games. A stuffing, if you will, of football. <laughs> See what I did there? Thanksgiving puns. Uh, the Chicago Bears at Detroit Lions. Bears win that one 24 uh, 20. The, the story out of this one, though, was David Blah. 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 David, David Blah came out and he just. He was playing great. You say David Blah, but I say Thanksgiving was a gala day, baby. Oh, gala day. <laughs> See what you did there. Let's go. The wordplay is up at a high level in this episode. Got dad jokes for days. Yes, Let's... it's phenomenal. So, yes, the Bears do win that one 24-20. Mitch Trubisky, it wasn't pretty, but the numbers ended up pretty good. Over 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. And then on the other end, the Lions, Kenny Galladay. Five targets, four catches. He had a really nice long touchdown to start the game. 75-yard touchdown catch. He finishes with 158 yards in the game and a touchdown. My big takeaway from this is Anthony Miller, Bears wide receiver. He's looking like he's actually becoming a legit weapon for Mitch Trubisky. Guy had 13 targets and nine catches for 140 yards. That's, I mean, that's impressive in an offense that's run by Mitch Trubisky. He's a very tunnel vision quarterback. Oh, yeah. 
to be the second wide receiver on that team, and you got that with Mitch Trubisky throwing the ball, and it's been consistent. This is the guy that you know should be on your radar. You should have him on your roster if you're you know brave enough to start him. Then you start him. But he's been showing he can be playable. Now our next game was the Buffalo Bills at the Dallas Cowboys. This one broke a lot of hearts across the nation. The Bills win it 26 to 15. I love it. Oof, I, I know you love were happy. it. Man. I know you were happy, Pablo. Oh, man. I know. All these Cowboy fans just take like just taking that walk of shame. Does, does um, can we can we just ask this really quick? Does Garrett come back? Is he the coach next year? Definitely no. not. No chance. Definitely not. Right? They're not going to no. resign his contract. No. They're just they're not going to fire him, but they're just not going to resign him. I was actually, Jerry Jones has already like broken like the code. Like he's yeah, like, I think it's pretty. It's fairly. I was actually seeing something today that uh, they were looking at the odds of coaches to be like the guys who are going to become the next head coach of the Cowboys. Jerry Jones is actually on that list at 501 odds. <laughs> that he's just he's just done with it. He's just going to coach take, it himself. I will take those odds. I will take them. <laughs> Yeah, man, he he's he straight up basically said he doesn't he's not happy with Garrett at all, and yeah. like he's he's been like steadfast at defending Jason Garrett for a while now. So for him to go and say that, it's it's pretty clear the writing's on the wall. Yeah, I mean, it, there's only so many years you can choke like that over and over and over. Uh, I mean, the Bills were just impressive. I, I think we're seeing that they're not just a fluke. They're not you know they're not a gimmick. Josh Allen, 19 of 24, a darn near perfect day, two, over 231 yards, throws a touchdown then runs a touchdown, gets 43 yards rushing. And this is something we talked about, that even these good secondaries, it's not your conventional matchup versus a conventional quarterback with Josh Allen. He's going to run the ball, and he's a solid start every week. And he's a top five QB, like you mentioned I this mean, year. Dare it's I crazy. Say, is, is, <clears throat> excuse me. Is Josh Allen matchup proof at this point? Uh, is he that guy? Yeah. He's a top five quarterback. He's running the ball. He's got the most rushing touchdowns of any quarterback in the league. More than and the we've be- got Lamar. More than the beloved Lamar. I mean, yeah. Josh Allen seems to be pretty matchup proof at this point. The Cowboys, on the other hand, I mean, I don't think they even know what they are. Zeke Elliott was the big performer from them, but it, it was a weird day for him. A lot of catches from Zeke, seven catches on 10 targets with 66 yards, and then 12 carries for 71 yards. So not the typical Zeke that we're used to, but I think the Cowboys' identity, the big takeaway in this game for me is is the Cowboys' identity is just, it's not there. They're Now they're a passing team. Dak has thrown 46 or more passes in three of his last four games. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what Kellen Moore is doing that offense, but I mean, it's, yeah. it's backwards. It's whatever was going on at the beginning of the year where everything seemed to be sunshine and rainbows and happiness and top offense. It's just, it's not there anymore. And I think you can only, you paid Zeke, use him. I, yeah. think, that, I think they're trying to justify paying Dak because they think they know they have to pay him, right? Yeah. Like, that's what at least it seems like. Well, I, I, I hope not. I mean, well, it I kind of do it, hope it. It seems like that's what <laughs> well, they're going to do, though. But you, like, put, really, but you put it on paper. The, Dak Prescott is a top three QB this year. He's, he's really fantasy, good. He's fantasy. really good. However, is he really like $40 million a year? He's like, not. He's but if, if you're not going to pay the guy, do you keep letting him throw nearly 50 passes a game? His so, agent's so, going to have a field day with this. That's so, all I'm saying. So, yeah, but but the other question, like, first of all, if Dak doesn't stay with the Cowboys, is, is the... Um, it are the cow- like is Dak going to command forty million dollars in the open market? Like, well, his agent's going to make it work if he's a top three QB in stats. There's always someone dumb enough to pay the quarterback way too and much. And that money. is the Cowboys. Uh, Bam. That's yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and then our last game of the night on good old Turkey Day was the Saints visiting the Atlanta Falcons. The Saints win that one twenty six to eighteen. This one was just an annoying game. Annoying. 
This was supposed to be this the was, highlight. This game. was the game that yeah. helped nobody in fantasy. Uh, oh. Taysom Hill. You can thank him. That's Taysom why Taysom helped nobody. Bleeping Hill with two touchdowns. He goes two carries, thirty-three yards, and a touchdown on the ground, and then two receptions for twelve yards and a touchdown through the air. I did, Crazy. Yeah, this was an annoying game. Ugh, it's so frustrating. I, I started Drew Brees, and the ultimate vulture. Taysom Vulture Hill, just I, I, it's it's incredibly frustrating as a Drew Brees owner, and I need this win to get into the playoffs. And I'm 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 about to be a defeated man, kind of like Pablo. That is, well, Pablo yeah. didn't start Julio, and Devontae Freeman had his helmet backwards. He didn't even know where he was in target. Devontae Freeman, <laughs> he he's given the ball, and he just runs right into the anus of the offensive <laughs> lineman that's in front of him. Very accurate. Like that is the only hole yep. that he sees out on the field <laughs> is just the anus of the offensive lineman yep. in front of him. Hey, he saw a crack. He saw a seam. He was you see, like, he saw <laughs> the seam, and he hit that seam because good. God, Devontae Freeman was so bad. And they kept giving him the ball so many times that I kept holding out hope. Maybe eventually he's going to break one off. His longest run of the night was six yards. Damn. Six yards. That's Kalen Balazs-esque right there. That he would go about two steps and just stop moving his feet. He was really bad. He averaged three yards per carry. The big takeaway from this is that that Falcons offensive line is awful. Yeah, poor Matt Ryan. Awful. Matt Ryan was sacked nine times. I mean, Whoa! I mean, Matt Ryan. He throws two picks. He gets a, a really costly fumble in the game. But that offensive line was just absolutely awful. It's just you can't trust. At least I don't believe going forward. If Julio is healthy, I don't think you can trust anyone on that team as a starter except for Julio. I can give you one person you can uh, trust. What are you? Are you just trying to like poke fun at me right now? Is that what you're doing? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. Oh, thanks. No, no. no. Forget giving analysis or trying to make a podcast. Like, <laughs> I, we we got together so that I can make fun of you on a microphone. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. I got one person you can trust though. Who? Young Ho, the best onside kicker in existence. He is. If there two was, for two. If, if there were points back given to for back. onside, that, if there were points for onside kicks, that'd be great. That's very impressive. Like that's only an Asian can do something like that. Young Ho, the goat. Let's impressive. go. He takes yeah. his craft very seriously. Damn. He does a great job. Now, let's take a look at our injuries and updates for the week. Guys, uh, the players that were looking like they're going to play, Kyler Murray seems fine. George Kittle, Alshon Jeffrey, Tyreek Hill is back in, Derek Henry, and we're finally seeing Chris Thompson come back to shake up that Washington Redskins backfield a little bit more. Now, the guys that have already been declared out, Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, Evan Ingram, Golden Tate, Gerald Everett, Damian Williams, AJ Green still not playing. I don't think he's going to play for the rest of the year, to be honest. Like let's just, that makes just me don't sad. think it's going to happen. Austin Hooper's still out. James Conner right now is doubtful, but let's be real, he's not going to play. And Juju Smith-Schuster also looking like he is going to be out with the concussion. Now, game time decisions: Matt Breida, Jordan Howard, Zach Ertz, Adam Thielen. These are all guys that if they play, they will affect the fantasy landscape a lot. Now it's just a matter of. Pay attention to these injuries and updates the day of your games, okay? Don't just take this as the gospel. Say it every week. Please focus on your injuries that you have with your players. Now, the updates across the league, Seahawks offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer. Guys, this is kind of a big one because this has been the topic of discussion all week. Offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, has said the team plans to stick with its normal running back rotation for week 13, meaning Chris Carson should still get the bulk of the carries for the Seahawks. Do we take this as more coach speak or do we think that this is actually real? I think it's real. I think I, I don't know what happened the previous week with Richard Penny and Chris Carson's downfall, but I think he gets back on track. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think that you get this far into the season with Chris Carson playing so well that I mean, yes, he has been fumbling the ball. 
A lot. Yes, a lot. You know, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But with the success you've had, you just, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't see that you just stop giving the guy the ball. And he's averaging like 22 carries a game. It's yeah, insane. I mean, even if they take away a few carries from him, he's still probably going to be in that 17, 18 touches per game kind of area. I mean, we, we we can't say that with confidence because we saw what Rashad Penny just did last week. You mean so, fat Rashad Penny? Yeah, I mean, he, hey, he looks great. Uh, fat. You know, he uh, he uh, he produces... <laughs> Pablo you know, says, nice Pablo says man, Rashad Penny looks kind of fat when he's running. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he looks fat when he's standing there, too. He's just kind of he looks fat all the time. Yeah, man. So, I mean, Rashad balled 14 carries last week. Like, how can you how can you confidently say that Chris Carson's going to continue to do what he's been doing after what Rashad just did? I think that there is a question mark there. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'd give Carson the edge like 60-40 to Rashad, but I wouldn't wow. feel very confident about it. I'd say it. it's a little bit more for me. I'd say like at least 75-25. Yeah, we go 70-30. About in that area. <laughs> Boom. There <laughs> so we there we go. No agreement. We helped nobody. Uh, the other update, guys, Coach Jason Garrett says Amari Cooper seems to be fine with his knee. Um, he did take a really nasty shot that, I mean, I think it's scared. The Cowboys fans were already scared watching that game in general, but after seeing that hit, they were really worried about Amari Cooper. And then lastly here, Denver Broncos coach Vic Fangio says that quarterback Drew Locke will be activated for Sunday's game, but they have not decided whether he's starting. If he plays or Brandon Allen plays, does that move the meter for you on Cortland Sutton or any of those skilled players at all? Not really. That's one of those who cares kind of thing. Yep. One of those who cares kind of things. Guys, you know what I think everyone cares about? E- what? The Shredders, baby. <laughs> yep. Shredders of the week. <laughs> Shredder, bro! I, I think that's the part of the show that we enjoy the most. That's my second favorite. The Proclamations yeah. is number one. Oh, pro- oh pro- Proclamations is my new favorite segment on this show. All right, guys. You're my welcome. Shredder of the Week. My guy, Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer Schmidt, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are 32nd against the running back position. The Chiefs allow five yards per carry to the running backs. That's second most in the league. Uh, listen, the Raiders got away from using Josh Jacobs last week, and you saw what happened. They got destroyed by the Jets. Okay, now the Raiders are going to be without Hunter Renfro going forward. That that kind of opens up a few more of the targets and a few a little bit of that safety blanket then goes to the guys like Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, and just honestly, I think that we, we've talked about this before. The only way to beat a Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs team is to try to run the ball, control the clock, and the, the Raiders know they can't keep up with Pat Mahomes. That's why I'm going with Josh Jacobs as my shredder of the week. Hmm. I like it. I'm going to like it. Yeah. I'm going to go check mine out. Ready? Checking it. Alshon Jeffrey Ooh. versus the Miami Dolphins. Ooh. Right, so first off, the Miami Dolphins secondary is depleted. Everyone's a uh, shredder yeah, against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. They're, they're just ghosts on the field at, at this point. Ghosts. 25th against the well, pass. That'll work against the Jets, though. Yeah. Sam Donaldson ghosts everywhere. Everywhere. Um, he averages eight targets per game when healthy. He's finally healthy coming back this game. We know that. Mm-hmm. And you can tell Carson has definitely missed his red zone target. I project two TDs wow. this game. Alshon Jeffrey, come back. So every, do- every, time, every time a team plays the Dolphins, it's just it's the bounce back game. Yeah. Yeah. It's right, the Miami bounce backs. And Pablo, give us your shredder of the week. My shredder of the week is. You've been deep in thought. Is a dolphin. Oh, yes, it is. 
it's Devontae Parker. Wow. I mean, was there anyone else it was going to (laughs) be? No, there is nobody else worth mentioning here. Definitely not garbage. Yeah, it's uh, Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker quietly or maybe not so quietly has given us double-digit PPR points in the last eight games that he's played. He's uh, been very consistent, very reliable. He is uh, Fitzmagic's guy. There is nobody else really in the offense in that is uh, reliable at all, whether it's a receiver or tight end or anybody. So I definitely trust Devontae Parker uh, in basically any matchup, but especially in this one against the Eagles. The Eagles have a horrible secondary, and uh, Devontae Parker is going to eat. Um, he, he will eat probably before the game and after the game. Yes. Maybe in between the game. Maybe during yeah. the game. Maybe halftime. I mean, halftime? Uh, maybe. Snack. Last week alone, Devontae Parker had 11 targets. So, like, you know, just expect this to continue. Devontae's going to eat. He's my shredder. Oh, and as an added bonus, his bonus shreds. His entire uh, rest of season schedule is amazing. He's playing Philly, and after Philly, he's playing the Jets, then the Giants, and then the Bengals in week 16. So, Mm. Devontae Parker, play him every week. I'm actually starting him over a few. (laughs) Julio. Wow. You wish. Ouch. So you're telling me you're going to yeah. go back for seconds and thirds and fourths on Devontae Parker. Yeah, More food puns. Yeah. I'm starting him over OBJ. I'm starting him over a few guys that, you know, that, yeah, I, I really trust him for a rest of season. So Devontae Parker, he's going to shred it. Awesome. Guys, let's get to our split decisions. To the winner by split decision. Kind of a split decision. To the winner by split decision. With the split decision. What are you waiting for? Just... Do it! All right, Split Decision is brought to you by Nine Round 30-Minute Kickbox Fitness. Guys, are you finding it harder and harder to get yourself into the gym and work out? Between work, family, friends, even fantasy football, it's tough to focus on your health. That's where Nine Round comes in. Nine Round is a specialized fitness center for people who want a unique, fun, and proven workout developed by a world champion kickboxer that guarantees results. Listen, here's what you can expect. You show up at your convenience... Because there's no class times. You're welcomed by a friendly, qualified trainer who shows you the ropes. Every three minutes, you move on to your next exercise station and begin a new workout. It's great. After you've completed all nine of those rounds of those stations, your 30-minute full-body workout is over, and you're on with your day. You're in, you're out. It fits your busy schedule. So in just 30 minutes, you're going to burn massive amounts of calories, boost your stamina and endurance, relieve stress, and so much more. With over 750 open locations across the U.S., you can try Nine Round for free, virtually, whenever, and wherever you want. Try it today. Go to NineRound.com and schedule a free workout at your nearest location and get stronger in 30. All right, gentlemen, let's take a look at the split decisions at the quarterback position. Marcus Denton. We're looking at Tom Brady versus the Texans or Kirk Cousins versus the Seahawks. Who are you going with? Okay, so before I say who I go with, I'm gonna Yeesh. I'm gonna break it down for you. Yeesh. Brady, playing Texans last three games, Just averaging about 230 yards per game and about touchdown and change. Yeah. Brady last three games have averaged 230 and not even a touchdown per game, and he's only thrown one touchdown in his last 90 pass attempts. That's Brady. Gross. Kirk Cousins, Seahawks over the last three games have averaged 280 yards and touchdown and change. Touchdown and change, yes. Cousins, last three games, about 250 and 2.6 touchdowns per game. That's more than two and a half. I know. It's crazy. (laughs) And Cousins is 
12 to 0 touchdowns to interception ratio in his last five games. Holy smokes. That's pretty good. But the decision will Wait, be. Wait, there's a but? But. There's a big but? It's going to be Tom Brady. And that's you cannot dis- lie. That's a Ooh, disgusting bam. but. It's going to be Tom Brady. Wipe your butt. I like the matchup over Kirk Cousins because of who they play, the Texans. Yeah. And that's who I will decide as my pick. I'm looking at Pablo's face as he's yeah. disgusted by your butt. Yes, and I am. I yeah, think I think both of us are leaning towards Cousins on that one, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was pretty confident in that one. Go, you know ha- go have fun with Kirk Cousins playing over Brady. Oh, we will. We will. Pablo, yeah. you've got Sam Darnold at the Bengals mm-hmm. or Baker Mayfield at the Steelers. Yep, I do. So, yep. <laughs> so yep. this was uh, this was actually an easy decision for me mm. um you have, you've got Darnold with a great matchup versus the Bengals versus Cincinnati and Baker playing the Steelers they, they've been a pretty good defense so alone just from the matchup I lean towards Darnold um but separately from that Darnold has been on a tear and and he has I don't think he's seen ghosts anymore he's been he's been really good he's got two rushing touchdowns over the last three games uh, so I, I trust Darnold to continue to perform, continue to do what he's doing. And Baker, you know, he obviously he balled against the Dolphins and he's, you know, he's kind of found his rhythm too. But I just think that the matchup here is kind of what's, you know, what's the deciding factor. And Darnold versus Cincy is just the the better play. Uh, I'm pretty confident uh, I'll take Darnold all day over Baker. Yeah, pretty much anyone going up against the Bengals has been a good start to go with. Uh, and Sam Darnold, after last week, he's the, the, the Jets are looking pretty good. Um, I've got Carson Wentz at the Dolphins or Aaron Rodgers at the Giants. Rodgers. 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 All right, but uh, I don't think we're going with Rodgers, though. Go Birds. <laughs> I don't think so. Go Birds. <laughs> I got to pick Carson Wentz on this, man. Really? I, I, that's, yeah, absolutely. It's got. It's going to pair with Mark Shredder. Now, listen, the, oh, I mean, it, it's the Dolphins. I mean, we've been talking about this. The Every Giants quarterback suck, too, that, though. The, the Dolphins suck harder. Fredo, hit, hit <laughs> Pablo do. the stats. Just the hit Dolphins hit are the best at sucking. They're really good at it, okay? Listen, the last three games, the Dolphins are giving up an average of 262 yards per game to the quarterback position and over two touchdowns, nearly two and a half touchdowns per game. Uh, listen, Wentz is already getting around 240 yards per game and a touchdown. I expect that to jump up. I think you're looking at somewhere around the 300 yards, three touchdown game. He's getting his guy back. He's getting Alshon back. And that's a big deal, okay? I mean, he's been throwing to Nelson Aguilar. He hasn't looked himself. The The offensive line's getting healthy. Lane Johnson is back, and that is a huge deal, having Lane Johnson back. Uh, listen, Carson Wentz has not had a multi-touchdown game since week six, but I think this is where he gets the job done. Aaron Rodgers has just not looked like himself. I I don't know. I, I don't care how bad the Giants defense has been. Rodgers last his the trend of his last three games, 166 yards per game and less than a touchdown per game. 0.6 touchdowns per game over his last three. It's pretty sick. That's eh. I, I understand like matchups eh. change and but the trend is looking really bad for him. I'm just I'm not excited about it. He's been good. He hasn't thrown an interception, but he hasn't been that guy that's gone out there and done big things. I think that he'll do well. And I think if you, if listen, if you have either one of these guys, you're pretty set for this week. You've probably been doing really bad in the season, but I think Wentz is, is the guy for me that gives a slight edge just because the dolphins have been so consistently bad versus the quarterback each and every week. All right. I mean, I respectfully disagree. I think Rogers and Wentz that, I mean, is a huge disparity between the two quarterbacks and, uh, and, 
I just I just don't trust Carson Wentz. I mean, he does, his receiver receiving. Well, I like that you team. disagreed respectfully at least. Yeah, v- should have done it disrespectfully. Yeah. Next time. How would a disrespectful disagreement go? Uh, would you take off your glove and slap me in the face with it? Challenge me to a duel? One of those. That sounds like actually that sounds like a really gentlemanly way to disagree. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll surprise you with that me. next Get time. Get back to yeah. me on that. Don't, we'll do. Don't Find surprise out next me too time. much. We'll Find do. out on the next episode. Oh my God! What is this next? Oh, Pablo has been. Me, sh- he's in shock and awe, oh. looking at our running. Introduce backs. me, Fredo. All right, so we're moving on to the running back position. Our split decisions continue. Mark, you got Ronald Jones at Jacksonville, or Chris Carson versus Minnesota. Pablo is he's sweating. He's cringing. He's right sweating now. over there. It's terrible. I'm going to give you all the stats for Ronald Jones first. Give us all the stats. Every stat from every game ever. Who cares? Ah, That's there it the is. stats for Ronald Jones. You're going to pick Chris Carson in this one because <laughs> Ronald Jones isn't going to give you enough. Chris Carson, don't let the whole Richard Penny thing last week shake you. Fat Richard Penny. This is going to be the guy. Use his proper with Carson. I like the pick. Let's go. I think the thing, the thing, the thing I like the pick. Let's go. I think the thing for me is Ronald Jones. His success has come from touchdowns, and it's, touchdowns is such a volatile thing. You take it away, and he just doesn't have the volume there. Chris Carson still has the volume. I'm reading my notes. Uh, for that it. and you hate him. I'm reading that my. Too. I'm reading it. my notes for Ronald Jones right now, and it says, "Who cares?" Ah, good Got notes. It. Good Got notes. Very diligent. Pablo, you hate both these guys though. So I mean, yeah. Where do you lean? Uh man. Are you really get, you're making me pick one? Yeah. Ugh. Okay, so on I I actually don't agree. I I would take Ronald Jones in this one. Zing. So so Chris Carson is up against uh the Vikings, they're fourth against the running back. I just I have zero faith in Chris Carson, especially after fat boy Rashad Penny just went in there and and looked like a snack. So no, uh I would <laughs> like a snack. No, I'm just I'm so, I'm just so glad that like, you know, Finally, he was given a chance uh, to, you know, to get a decent amount of carries this season, and look what he did. So I, I was very, very happy watching that game. But anyway, point is, I would, uh, I would take Ronald Jones. I do not trust uh, Chris Carson to get the touches that he's been getting, and um, the matchup for Ronald Jones is just way better. So, yeah, a- Jaguars, Jaguars allowing over seven yards per carry in the last three games. They have been awful against the running back position. Uh, it's it's going to be a game of, of touches for for those two guys. All right, next up, Pablo, you've got a handcuff, Jonathan yep. Williams or Kenyon Drake. So Jonathan Williams going up against the Titans or Kenyon Drake versus the Rams. Who you got? Yeah, so for this one, it's hard because I love them both. Both of these running backs, you watch them play, and they're, they're amazing. You have to so. commit to just one. Yes, I do. Monogamy is important. If you got them both, start them both. But if you really have to pick one for this week, I would take Jonathan Williams. Uh, he's, he's got the better matchup, uh, Tennessee, they're 21st against the run versus, uh, Kenyon Drake. Who's got the Rams their 14th. So he's got the better matchup. He's basically guaranteed the touches. And with Ken, with Kenyon Drake, you, you don't know what's going to happen with the coaching staff. If they're going to all of a sudden give David Johnson touches, Chase Edmonds is back. Well, now well, you don't know if what's going to Johnson gets touches. I'm going to be so upset. I pretty much dropped him. He's done. You pretty you much dropped, dropped him or you him? dropped him? What'd no, you do? I dropped him. You dropped him. Dropped him. Shoot. Well, then just say it. Just say you dropped him. You, you pretty much dropped yeah. him. Pretty much. That's Pretty much. That's Because I have him in two leagues, so I dropped yeah. him in one league and not the I'd, other. So I'd, I'd pick him up right away if he was dropped in any Go league. Pick because him up. you never know what's going to happen. But anyway, yeah, I'd, I'd take Jonathan Williams. Kenyon Drake, you don't know what they're going to do with him. I feel really good about him too, but because of that question mark, I, just don't, I would rather take Jonathan Williams, who you know is going to ball. 
I disagree, Pablo. I think Kenyon Drake. But do you disagree in, respectfully? No, not not respectfully. Oof. What? No, I'm kidding. Respectfully. Oh, okay. Said something in, about in your a PPR format for me. I think Drake gets gets more points. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. The Colts, they're passing, the name they're the passing game. games non-existent. T.Y. Hilton's out. Like, there's just so many reasons. Yeah, but Jonathan Williams is not going to give you as many touches in the backfield receiving the ball than Drake is. Drake's going to get way more receiving. Way more is a lot. I mean, you might get one I mean, or the two. The guy averages Williams. almost five catches a game. Okay, so he gets maybe three more catches than than Williams. Like, But Williams gets 20-something carries a game. Like, Yeah, but... At the so, end of the- I, at least I think that what we're seeing here is kind of a, a change for each of these guys. Jonathan Williams, I mean, he was a guy that wasn't even playing to now all of a sudden he's getting all of the touches, all, pretty much all of the touches. Whereas Kenyon Drake was getting all the touches because David Johnson was out. Chase Edmonds was out. They had exactly. to trade for him. Now, I mean, Johnson's still there. We don't know what he's going to do, but Nothing. Edmonds is coming back. I just feel like even though it's only two weeks, it's such a small sample size. To commit to 20 carries in a game to this guy multiple times, or, or at least close to that multiple times in such a short amount of time, that's a lot of trust in Jonathan Williams. The Colts, that's been their game plan all year is run the ball. Now with no T.Y. Hilton, I got I to gotta side with, with with Pablo on this one. Jonathan yeah. Williams, all day. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> all right, our last one here for the running back position is Steelers running back Benny Snell versus Cleveland. Or, and this was a new one, hot off the presses. Daryl Williams versus Oakland. Now, this comes off the heels of finding out Damian Williams will not be playing this week. So you've got Daryl Williams and LaShawn McCoy basically kind of splitting the touches there. And then for the Steelers, you got Benny Snell, who has been getting the lion's share of the work with Jalen Samuels stealing some of the receiving work. And then ha. stealing? Uh, okay, just holding on to no. some of the receiving, receiving some of the receiving work. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, you like that? Yeah, don't just, you? Just don't talk, don't talk bad about Jalen Samuels. Sir, Sir Samuels. Yeah, your yes. boy, your boy is uh, he's he balls. Warming up the pipes there for you. We're getting ready for that Prince Pablo's proclamation. <laughs> uh, so I mean, listen, it, when it comes to this, these two guys, Snell and Daryl Williams, I say don't overthink it. Okay, there hasn't been a lot of success for these Kansas City Chiefs running backs this year. I know it hasn't been that great for the Steelers running backs either, but Snell's got the work. Okay, over the last three games, uh, both of these running backs have been very just meh, and then and their opponents have been very meh. But when you're looking at it, the guy's going to get the more work, Benny Snell. Uh, last game, 21 carries, 98 yards. He, he got himself a reception. He's been serviceable as an RB3 flex type guy. Daryl Williams, I think, is in that same realm, but a little bit more of a low-end guy. You don't know what the Chiefs are going to do, what Andy Reid's going to do with LaShawn McCoy. Um, There's just no kind of consistency over there. I think you stay consistent. You stick with Benny Snell. All right, guys, this is the part in the show where we tell you, please go on to social media right now. All right. You're on your phone. Go over to Twitter, Instagram. Follow the show at the FF Tank. Once you follow us, go over to where you subscribe to your podcast, whether it's it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, whatever it is, go there. Follow us, subscribe, like the show, review the show, rate the show. Listen, we are an independent podcast. This is how we grow. This is how we get better is by having the support of listeners like you. So please go ahead, review the show, share it with your friends. And uh, while you do that, we're going to jump into our very next position here. We've got the wide receivers. Mark. You've got Sterling Shepard going up against the Green Bay Packers or Terry McLaurin going up against the Carolina Panthers. What are we thinking? So this week, the only reason why I'm going to go Sterling Shepard 
is because Golden Tate and Evan Ingram favorite are cereal out. Mm. So normally I pick Scary Terry if they, you know, Golden Tate and Evan Ingram are playing because different mouths to so feed. That's, so that's the caveat here is the injuries. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Sterling Shepard just because he's gonna be the dude. Wait, Dan, wait, is what? That, what is that? Oh. A preview? It might be. No, like, don't do that. I won't give you all of it. No spoilers. Hey, but but, but I, I did want to ask. Uh, you you sound very confident in it. And hey, uh, I, I guess my question is just Sterling Shepard. He's playing against Green Bay. They're ninth against receivers. McLaurin's got twenty uh, eighth against receivers versus Carolina. Like he's just got a much better matchup. So I guess my question is, uh, you don't think the matchup has more weight in this in this particular? Uh, Not for this one. I mean, Sterling Shepard's averaged just about nine targets in the last four games, which is pretty crazy. And Scary Terry... He doesn't uh, like that name. I mean, okay. Whatever you want to call <laughs> him. He doesn't want to be called that. But we'll, we'll call him... Okay, we'll call him McLaurin. So, yeah, yeah. McLaurin... I mean, he has Dwayne Hashkins throwing the ball. The guy gets... Tr- tra- trash. Trashkins. Yes. So, he gets... Hash-slinging. He gets... Tw- Hash-slinging. Hash-slinging. <laughs> yes. The trash-dinging basher. Got it. So nailed it. <laughs> Joke landed. The the reality is, I don't know if he can give him the ball as much as he wants. He gave he got twelve targets last game and he caught five balls. Bam. Yeah, that's what happens when none of them are actually near you. Exactly. All right, he's throwing into the stands. So and he's taking selfies. Yeah, I, I gotta right. say I'm with you, Sterling Shepard. On this, the, the targets uh-huh. are there, the opportunity is there. Tate and Ingram are out. I I don't think there's any other choice but throw him the ball. Pablo. Next up on the docket, you have got, this is an interesting one, Tyler Boyd with Andy Dalton returning, going up against the New York Jets, or Alshon Jeffrey returning to his buddy Carson Wentz, going up against the Miami Dolphins. Now, this is Oof. Denton Shredder. This is actually my favorite This is Mark Shredder that we're of the doing. week, but he's also got Tyler Boyd on his fantasy team, and he loves Tyler I have Boyd every and Bengal. the Bengals. Yeah. So, this is why I purposely did not give this matchup so, to Mark. So this, yeah. <laughs> it would so break his heart. This one was actually really hard because both of these guys should really ball this week. Um, they both have amazing matchups, Miami and the Jets. You know, they're both good receivers, Tyler Boyd, Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey's been a top 15 receiver every game that he's played. He's got a 22% target share. Other receivers in the team are still banged up. Um and, uh, you know, coming back against the Dolphins, it's just a beautiful situation. And then you've got Tyler Boyd. He's got the red rifle, red rocket, yeah. red whatever red you want to call gun. it. He's, uh, he's coming back. And, um, yeah, the, the Bengals gun. are, you know, what, when first of all, when Boyd plays w- with Andy Dalton, he always balls. So, I mean, you, you just it's such a great situation. On top of that, he's he's been getting hyper-targeted. That's, that should continue. And, um yeah, it's hard. It's really hard to choose one, but I take Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd uh, is just a safer play. He's got a higher floor and arguably the same exact ceiling as Jeffrey. So, just Ooh. off of that alone, what? So you, so you are naysaying his his shredder of the week. Yeah, normally I'd yeah. be heated because you're picking against heated. my shredder, but you picked the bangle that you know what that I help you with that. Take your jacket off. Ooh. Zing, bam. So yeah, Tyler Boyd, he's gonna shred it. All right. Yeah. Split when, decision. Yeah. When you yeah. say, I mean, when you say that Tyler Boyd is getting hyper targeted, yeah. With Andy Dalton, he's getting 10 plus targets a game and over six receptions in every single one of those games that he's played with Andy Dalton. He is the guy. He's taken over that AJ Green role. Um, yeah. Oof. I'm so happy you picked the Bengal. Man. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, oof. 
Yeah, I think I might have to say the same. I might have to go Tyler Boyd. Ooh. I think he's just he's the easier start, but I think that Boyd is the guy that's going to have the higher floor, whereas I think Jeffrey's going to have the higher ceiling. Like to me, Jeffrey's the guy that could easily come down with four catches and three touchdowns, like something stupid like that. Yep. Whereas Boyd could end up with like eight catches for 35 yards and no touchdowns. So it's oh. just there's a safe floor with him. I'm um, picking my shredder. So you know. Of course you are. Of course you are. Uh-huh. Our last wide receiver combo for this week, D.D. Westbrook of the Jacksonville Jaguars going up against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and Robert Woods, Rams receiver, going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Listen, both these guys have really good matchups. The Bucks are just extra bad. Like, if there's there's bad when you look at the Cardinals, but then there's extra bad with the Bucks. The Bucks are absolutely dead last in the league. They've given up nearly 700 yards and six touchdowns over the last three games to the wide receiver position. Yes, they're averaging two touchdowns per game to the wide receiver position over the last three games. I have to think that DD's going to get one of those. Maybe, right? Plenty hey. of yards. I don't know, man. Foles has so many options, you know. He does, but he tends to like Didi, at least I think. Um, He's received six or more targets in each of Nick Foles' starts, but the thing with him is just the low yardage per catch and the low yardage per target. He's he's not a deep downfield threat for some reason with Nick Foles. He's looking for the quick, easy throws to him. Westbrook led the NFL with 43 routes run from the slot position last week, week 12. Bucks are dead last against slot receivers. That's got to bode well for DD. Now, looking at Robert Woods going up against the cards, cards have given up over 600 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, it's just like the numbers are like, they're all big. They're all great. At the end of the day, Jared Goff has been really bad. Very bad. Really, really bad. And you want to talk about a guy that has lots of targets as well. Uh, I mean, you know, there's no Gerald Everett this week, but listen, he's got Tyler Higby. They're going up against the Cardinals. That's, that's a bad team against the tight end. He's still got Cooper cup. He's got, uh, uh, Brandon, Brandon Cooks, Cook. yeah, the Cookie Monster, and uh, and Gurley. I mean, he's still like he's got his weapons there too, but on top of it, he's just been so bad. Robert Woods has uh, Pablo. I believe you were telling me before the show he's yeah. got the most receptions this year without a touchdown. Yeah, sick. yeah, he's uh, he's the receiver with the most receptions on the year with no touchdowns. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, maybe this is finally the week that it happens. Um, most I, targets actually. Most, most targets, targets too. yeah. Even okay. worse. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, so I mean I, I think this is this is probably a similar situation to me uh, with the Boyd Jeffrey just on a lower scale where I think Didi might be the safer play because he's gonna get those quick easy catches. Woods is the guy that I mean I think that he could end up finally getting in the end zone this week. But I think for me I like to go safer on this. I'm gonna go with Didi Westbrook. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the prince to make his arrival. <laughs> It is now time for Prince Pablo's proclamations. Allow me to present His Royal Highness Prince Pablo of the House Martinez, Manager of Waste, Speaker of Yups, Lover of Latavius, Sire of Samuels, Holder of Handcuffs. I now present to you Prince Pablo. Good evening. He has arrived. 
Good evening, sire. Hello, everyone. So, uh, we await your beautiful advice on humble ears. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I'll start with Alshon Jeffrey. A receiver with two first names. Is his name Alshon or Jeffrey? His name is Alshon Jeffrey. Of the house, Jeffrey. Yes. Silence, child. So, Alshon Jeffrey is going to win you a fantasy football championship. He is a league winner. The prince has stated that Alshon Jeffrey will lead you to victory. That is bananas. Yes. Yes, he will. Um, I have spoken. Next is Austin Eckler. He will finish as a top three running back in PPR. He's going to finish the season uh, strong. And uh, at the end of the year, you will see he will be a top three running back. Top three running back, Austin Eckler, with the strength of a thousand Ecklers. Did you say three or 30? I said three. Do not question the prince, child. Next. Will Fuller will outscore all Texans' skill players versus New England this week. Sir William of the House Fuller will be the greatest Texan in New England. That's right. Next, Jameis Winston. He's going to be a top five quarterback rest of the season. That's right. Crab Legs is going to feast for the rest of the season. He will be better than the sixth quarterback for the rest of the season. That's right. That's right. And last but not least, the Red Rifle is going to score three touchdowns this week, and one of them is going to be to Tyler Eifert. So, Who is this red weapon? Brace yourselves. His name is Andy Dalton. Sir Andrew of the House of Dalton. That's right. That's right. So uh, he, he plays for the striped team, orange and black stripes, the I Bengals. believe. The, the Bengals. They are... Uh, not so good of a team. They are pretty bad. Go Bengals. They have not won Silence. A, they they suck. have not won a single <laughs> war all year. That's right. But the other red rifle back. Shh. Silence. This child is stupid. Uh, so those are those are my proclamations. Uh Yep. Enjoy. Uh and you yep. all may have a beautiful rest of the day. Denton's DFS Plays of the Week. All right, we got Denton's DFS Plays. Denton, give us your dude of the week. The dudes. All right, the dude will be Chris Conley, wide receiver, Jacksonville Jaguars, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, before anything else, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are basically the poop emoji of the NFL when it comes to defense. Not to mention, he's averaging eight targets per game over the last five games. Cheap value, Chris Conley, that's my bargain. Interesting. We've been spending a lot of time pooping on the Bucks in this it's easy. game. It's very easy. Uh, I mean, we're talking about Chris Conley, D.D. Westbrook, Nick Foles. I mean, Continue. we're expecting a really big game from all these players. I like it. I assume you got to think that D.J. Chark is also going to have a big game. Leonard Fournette's also, I mean, maybe not. Maybe a good receiving game from him. But wow, yeah, Jaguars coming up big in this game. All right, Denton, next, give us your Bombo Combo of the Week. Bombo Combo. Bombo Combo is going to be Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams versus the New York Jets. 
So Giants. Rages. Giants. Sorry, the New York Giants. Wrong New York team, sir. <laughs> that was the last stupid segment. child. <laughs> Devontae Adams has averaged 10 targets the last three games. And I think Rodgers gets back on track. I will have this at a cheaper value than other Bombo combos you can go with. So that's why I'm going with Rodgers and Adams. Mm, all right. I like it. And lastly, your dope DST of the week to save you a little bread. The Cleveland Browns versus oh. the Pittsburgh Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. Ducks, yeah. So they got no Connor, no Juju, no QB, and just a bunch of Ducks. Quack. Yep. Yeah, that's basically it. Nice. I like it. Okay, so to recap, Chris Conley is your DFS dude. Rodgers and Devontae for your Bombo Combo. And the Cleveland Browns going up against the Pittsburgh Ducks this week for your DST. It's time to ask the tank. It's time to ask the tank. All right, boys, let's jump into this <laughs> week's questions. Uh, man, that, that voice always gets me. It's time to ask the tank. <laughs> Heavy tease. All right, so let's take a look at this. At Volfan, excuse me, at one Volfan1997 on Twitter, ask us, pick two wide receivers to start in his PPR league. DeAndre Hopkins versus the New England Patriots. DJ Chark versus Tampa Bay. There we go, another Jaguar. Or DJ Moore versus the Washington Redskins. There you go, another DJ. So we've got two DJs, one DeAndre. <laughs> I mean, we got to pick two out of these three. Who are we going with, guys? Probably you take Don't one. everyone all speak at once. You Don't go. get too excited. All right, so I'm going with the DJs. Okay, the DJs are going to ball, DJ Chark and DJ Moore. They're playing Tampa Bay and Washington. They're mm. easy plays. Um, DeAndre Hopkins was my number one draft pick in multiple leagues. I love him. I really do. But he's playing New England, and they're going to take away the number one option like they always do, and they're going to take away DeAndre Hopkins. He's still going to produce, but when you have the two DJs playing who they're playing, I just would much rather play them. Uh, than uh, DeAndre for this week. Yeah, my obvious pick is DJ Chark. I mean, great matchup. Jack. Jack. And I'm going to go D-Hop. I just can't see myself benching D-Hop ever. So that's why I'm doing it. So, yeah, D a DJ Chark is the easy one here. Um, man, when it comes to Moore or Hopkins, I don't think – I've been burned by Kyle Allen, and I don't think I can trust him ever again. So it, even though DJ Moore has been so good just for personal reasons and purely just personal, not even statistical reasons, I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins. I just, yeah, that's it. I'm just mad at the Carolina Panthers. Now, our next question came from at Wisco Countryman. Hey, dude. Wisco, man. He's the guy. He gives us giving us questions every single episode. Love it. Uh, guys, I mean, that, that's, that's what it is right there, right? Just converse with us throughout the week. Send us questions. We'll give you advice throughout the week. It's a great way to keep in touch with the show on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever your choice is. Now, Wisco asked us on Twitter, he said, which quarterback should I stream this week? Phillip Rivers, Kyle Allen, Andy Dalton, or Mitch Trubisky? We told him, play Mitch Trubisky. And guess what? I'm glad we were right on that one. The tank helped him. And he even told us he has secured a first round buy in the playoffs last week. That's how good his Let's team is doing. Let's go. Nice. That nice. is awesome. Nice. If you did have to choose between the remaining three guys, I'd choose Andy Dalton personally. I uh, like are, I are we making too much out of the Andy Dalton return? Like the, the Bengals were still defeated with Andy Dalton. I'm just glad we're talking about the Bengals as much as we are. It makes me so <laughs> shut happy. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I just I think he's gonna come have a good comeback this week, uh, as I mentioned uh, in my proclamation. He got benched. He's he's got a he got a chip on his shoulder. Let's go. Let's go, indeed. All right, next question comes from at Jorel88 on Instagram is asking, who do I start in my flex in a PPR league? Miles Sanders, Eagles running back, versus Miami, or Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back, Ronald Jones versus Jacksonville. Ronald Jones makes his way into our show at least two times a week, and it it gives me anxiety. I I, I hate it. I hate it. No, Joe. uh, Sanders or Ronald Jones? I have to pick Ronald Jones again. You have to. Who's holding a gun to your head? Miles Sanders is in a split backfield. Who knows how but many? But if Howard's out, he has he has not been cleared to play yet. Okay, if Jordan Howard's out, most of those touches I would suspect are going to end up going to Ajayi Ugh. anyway. Um, I, don't, I don't know that I see that happening. I, I, I think he'll get like seven, eight, something like that carries at least. Um, and uh, how many do you think Miles Sanders gets? If if we're talking touches, then. Uh, 15 plus for me. I touches total touches between catches and runs. I'd say 12 to 15, uh, something like that. I just I don't trust Eagles running backs in general. And 15, 15 touches against the Dolphins. Dolphins. Pretty good. Miles Sanders has gotten a lot of touches in the past and not. Really, but you haven't played the not Dolphins. Against the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, they're but, magic. But uh, yeah, Ronald Jones against Jacksonville, I think, is equally as good of a matchup, though. Like, like we like you mentioned is, earlier, it, is, you it know, is a pretty good matchup. Seven yards a carry to running backs, like you know, even Ronald Jones can look good in in a situation like that. So I just, I think Jones will get the volume, and um, I would just rather take him. Mm, then who are you taking? I'm taking Sanders. You're leaning towards Sanders. Great. So I get to be the tiebreaker in this. Um. Once again, going for personal reasons. I'm going Miles Sanders with the Dolphins over Ronald Jones because... Personal I, reasons? Yes. No, I'm totally negating my responsibility as the host of a fantasy football Love podcast it. and going against Ronald Jones here. Uh, <laughs> yep. I'm just, just going to do it. Yep. That's how that happens. All right. So, same question. Excuse me. Another question from the same Twitter user. Who do I start at quarterback then? Jameis at Jacksonville or Nick Foles versus Tampa? You'd think that this is... Like the Super Bowl going on, <laughs> Jacksonville versus Tampa. This is the battle for for I don't even know what to call well, it. Central Florida, North Florida. It's like real Florida because Miami is not really Florida. Sure. Yeah. Why not? We only live here. That's yep. fine. So Jameis at Jacksonville or Nick Foles versus Tampa. For me, I'm going Foles. Mm. Uh, I I I will take crab legs all day in this comparison. Mm, well, uh, crab legs crab legs are delicious. Yes. You mean Jameis? Yes, Jameis. Ah, yes, okay. I'll take Jameis as well. Got it. Yes. Didn't mention the yeah. poop emoji. Jameis scores multiple defense. touchdowns basically every game. The guy balls. Jacksonville's defense is not what it used to be. And, um, yeah, he's going to turn the ball over, but he's been, he's what, a top six, top seven quarterback, something like that. So I just, I trust him. Something way, like way, that. Yeah, I trust him way more than than I trust Foles. Uh Man, so, yeah, yeah, I think I think even despite the interceptions, I might have to go with Jameis on this as well. Just he's got two of the best receivers in the game. It's crazy, and someone's got to score all those touchdowns if Ronald Jones isn't going to get them right. Ha So at Chatham three on Twitter asks, who do I start at tight end in a half PPR league? That is half of a normal point per reception. For those of you who weren't sure. So the tight end choices here, Ryan Griffin at Cincinnati or Tyler Higby at Arizona. Arizona still worst in the league against the tight end position. No Gerald Everett this week for the Rams. 
Ryan Griffin has been hot as of late for the Jets. Who are you going with? I'm going Ryan Griffin. Ryan Griffin. Gryffindor. Yep, Ryan Griffin. Now we're looking at a running back question from at jchandler03 on Instagram. He asks, in a non-PPR league, who do I start at my flex? Benny Snell versus Cleveland or Tevin Coleman at Baltimore? Non-PPR, I'm going Snell. I just think that for non-PPR, it's all about touchdowns. And Tevin Coleman is just, you know, he's probably in a better situation to break off for a long run or a touchdown, despite Benny Snell having more volume. So I'll take Tevin Coleman. I think things are going to get, dare I say, Snelly for the Steelers this weekend. (laughs) Our dad jokes are through the roof. That's right. It's going to get very Snelly for the Steelers this week. I I, got to go with... Benny Snell over Tevin Coleman in this instance. I think that the Ravens defense has just been way too good. Um, man, even with Matt Breida out, the Niners find ways to take the ball out of Tevin Coleman's hands. Uh, Snell, got to go with him. Next question comes from at Sealy268 on Instagram is asking, is it okay for me to drop Juju Smith-Schuster and pick up Terry McLaurin for rest of season? Yup. Sealy, it is okay. Yup, indeed. Next question is from at Robbie Jordan on Twitter. He's asking, should I start Carson Wentz versus Miami? We've been talking about this one a lot. Or Ryan Tannehill at Indy, who, I mean, Ryan Tannehill has been annoyingly impressive as Dolphins fans. As Dolphins fans, he has been, it's so incredibly annoying that he's been good. So should I start a day in the life of being a Dolphins fan? The Titans are actually, like, they're saying this is their guy. Not you know, it's not their Nick Foles, it's not their band aid. Like this is their guy. Yep. Wow. Well, should start this week will be Carson Wentz, but Ryan Tannehill streaming later on. I would yeah. say that might be different. But this game, I'm going Carson. I'm 100 percent with you, yep. Car- Carson Wentz. But Ryan Tannehill's got an awesome playoff schedule going forward. I think you, if you have him, hold on to him. I think that you know the Prince made a proclamation earlier about Alshon Jeffrey winning you a league. That's I think right. that Ryan Tannehill might win people some leagues Ooh, out there. Absolutely. Zane. Streaming him at quarterback. Uh, and then our last question here comes from at Tecmo Zach on Twitter. He says, I've stacked defenses, and I need to know who to start this week. New England versus the Texans, the New York Jets versus the Bengals, or the Carolina Panthers versus the Redskins. I take the Panthers all day. For me, this is easy. New England versus Houston. Come on. Yeah, New England's great, but Houston is too. The Jets versus Cincinnati. That one's also like the Jets suck. Cincinnati sucks too. But then you have Carolina versus Washington, like where Carolina's defense is just amazing. They sack every, feels like every other down. Washington, Dwayne Trashkins gets sacked like every other down. So if there was double-digit sacks in this game, I wouldn't be surprised. I would take Carolina easily over the other yeah, two. Yeah, for me, it's who's the QB who's going to mess up the most? Dwayne Trashkins. We'd think so. We'd think so, right? On paper, yeah. Oh, I'm just teasing you. I'm going to go with Carolina <laughs> as well. I'm not going anywhere else. I'm, I'm going with Carolina. Uh, that's it for all of our questions today on Ask the Tank. Guys, remember, you can always send us your questions with hashtag AskTheTank. Send that in to us any day of the week. We will be glad to answer that for you. So if you've lasted this long through the show, we thank you. Please subscribe to the podcast, whichever app you're using to listen right now, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Overcast app, Google Podcasts, or the iHeartRadio app. Please leave us a review. Give Give us some good feedback. 
leave us a few stars on there, and then go share the show with your friends, okay? Uh, can't just be our, our moms that are listening to it every week. So for Pablo Martinez and Mark Denson, I'm Alfredo Brown, and until next time, we're out. Ciao. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Tank.